Ideas matter. Ideas matter. This is Dialogue. Hello and welcome to Dialogue. The U.S. Supreme Court has granted an emergency request by the Biden administration for federal agents to cut through or remove the razor wire installed by Texas along the border area. Texas Governor Greg Abbott was defiant on the ruling, saying the state would not back down setting up the wire. What has led to this standoff between Texas and the U.S. federal government? Will a deal eventually be made to overhaul the country's long-strained immigration system? And what is the impact of bipartisan politics on the reform? Joining me today are Joanna Chen, intercultural critique and author, Anna Tangen, current affairs commentator, and Brandon Andrews, former Hill staffer and entrepreneur. Welcome to Dialogue. Joanna, I will start with you, you know, for our viewers who probably, you know, some of them haven't followed this issue closely. Uh, could you briefly tell us, you know, what have been happening, you know, on the U.S. border over the past couple of years under the Biden administration? Biden administration is right now uh, defying American people. They have kept the border open for the past three years. We have now about uh, close to 10 million illegal aliens entering U.S. This presents a great uh, a threat to the security of American people. So, uh, in the past, uh, we uh, when we have the Trump in in in, in office, we have only 550. Uh, illegal immigrants per day, but right now they're aiming for 5,000 per day. This is well maxed out uh, the, the, the quota here. So it is quite a, a precarious uh, situation. American people has to take uh, their destiny into their own hand. I stand in solidarity with the uh, governor of Texas and the people has to protect themselves and they have the right to do so. Biden administration is, is a I mean, unlawful uh, the way they are doing things. I don't know whose interests they are serving, and this is totally wrong for the American people. Mm -hmm. oh, Joanna, you talked about uh, you know uh, the security uh, that's being damaged or possibly being damaged by the illegal immigrants. I mean, it being illegal, of course, is a problem itself. Uh, but what do you refer to? You know, what kind of security uh, do you think the, of, of the American public being endangered by the illegal immigrants? Because uh, we're not doing a, a, a background checking, it's an open border, meaning when the illegal immigrants enter, you literally just give them uh, uh, I mean, freedom to roam around. Of course, you register. And we have cartel people, are, are, there is a sex trafficking, and there is, a, I mean, a, 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 a lot of bad activity. things is happening. A lot of people are in a terror watch list. So 70,000 people died uh, out of fentanyl fentanyl drug problem. Mm -hmm. So this presents a multiple front, multiple issue that presents threat to American people's life. Yeah, and associate. this is very dangerous, very precarious. Yeah, all associated with this uh, illegal uh, practice over there, all over the border. Uh, Anna, you know, what, what's behind this influx of uh, migrants, you know, crossing the U.S. southern border? Uh, like, uh, what kind of impact do you see uh, to the U.S. Uh, public here? Well, uh, first, I, I, you know, there are one view. Uh, Joanna's is one. I think uh, it's something that she would share with Donald Trump, but I don't think it's factually correct. They're not illegal immigrants. Uh, what they are is the United States has signed treaties in terms of uh, allowing people uh, who claim that they're under some sort of hardship 
uh, to you know come to their borders. And this is not just the United States. It's an international convention. Now, politically, pure suicide. Uh, what Biden is doing is, uh, you know, at a time when Americans, 60 percent Americans are having a hard time, the idea that the U.S. government is uh, taking in thousands of refugees every day is not working well. But legally, Joanna is completely wrong. Uh, Biden did go to the Supreme Court. Last I checked, they are uh, the arbiters of law. And they, what they have said is that it is not legal for states to make decisions about uh, boundaries, especially when they affect the whole United States. So uh, I don't think that that's correct. But politically, I agree with Joanna, this is not a, a, a well-timed effort. And once again, shows that Biden does not seem to have an understanding of um, you know what he's doing, why he would go against Texas on this. This is about uh, removing barbed wire and also some uh, uh, impediments that they had put into rivers to prevent people from, quote, illegally crossing in, uh, that that's fine. If they're coming in legally, that's very different. Um, so, you know, at this juncture, uh, like I said, the law is on Biden's side, but the politics are not. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Joanna, as uh, Anna said, the law is on Biden's side, you know, from a legal point of view. Uh, is the Supreme Court's recent uh, ruling, I mean, constitutional, uh, obviously, they grant the uh, emergency request by the Biden administration. What's your take uh, of that? We're talking about legality, but we forgot about the actual people's interest. And uh, the Supreme Court is somewhat corrupt, too. Not, it's just, just because they're Supreme oh. Court, it doesn't mean they make the right decision. Right now, I, I'm serious. This right now, U.S. is being invaded by about 10 million illegal immigrants. Think about what does that do to the legal immigrants. When Obama was in uh, in office in 2016, his Secretary of Home Security land said even 10,000, even 1,000 per day will max out the system. Right now, the Senate is trying to pass a bill allowing a threshold of 5,000. That is just way over too much. America cannot handle it. Right now, American people are ex experiencing inflation. The economy is not doing well. And then uh, the streets are not safe. Even uh, Eric Adam of New York City, the mayor, is calling for help. And they can no longer house these illegal immigrants. They are asking high school students to go home and to uh, uh, give their school for illegal immigrants to stay. I mean, imagine how bizarre is this? Biden is really uh, uh, like a very sleepy Joe. And, 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 and I mean, it's just very, very uh, irresponsible, dereliction of duty, to say the least, if I could escalate it into a treason. And I think it is not far from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, Anna, you know, uh, of course, as you said, it's on, uh, I mean, the court is on Biden's side, but at the same time, people do see, you know, they fail to give this, uh, you know, reasons why they are ruling like this. Uh, you know, five to four, that's, uh, that's it's also seems like it's, it's also like uncontroversial and obviously it's a dispute even within, inside the court. Yeah, the civil uh, rights cases that uh, did away with the Jim Crow laws and uh, also were also 5-4. So this idea that somehow uh, the system of governments that Joanna wants to be part of is somehow corrupt or illegal, uh, that is preaching secession. Uh, what Joanna is doing is, a, in essence, 
a uh, you know advertisement for Donald Trump. This is all the talking points that he's pushing forward. Now, I would strongly advise people step back from the emotional side. I've already said politically it's suicide for uh, Sleepy Joe, as she likes to call him. Uh, but the law is the law. It's just as if Donald Trump is said that he engaged in succession, he will not be able to be president. So what you have is people like Joanna preaching this idea that somehow the government that she wants to be ruled by her candidate is somehow illegal unless it gives in to what she wants. America is a very large and diverse place. It's been founded uh, for 350 years. Its foreign policy has uh, been questionable. Its current finances are just what some people, and I would call a Ponzi scheme. But this idea that you want to abdicate for revolution is, I think, seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Brandon Andrews, uh, I was told. Uh, uh, Brandon, welcome to Dialogue. And what do you make of this, uh, the ruling by the Supreme Court, you know, and also what's your take on the fact that, you know, no reasons have been given uh, in the Supreme Court's order here? Yeah, I think it's frustration coming to a head. Texas is, of course, ground zero for immigration, especially illegal immigration in the United States. And there's a lot of frustration, not only from Governor Abbott, but from politicians, of course, on the border uh, and from everyday people living, uh, especially in places like Eagle Pass. I think from a federal government versus state government uh, issue, um, it's okay for uh, federal government to say, hey, you need to follow this law, but it's not okay for federal government, especially in the opinion of, I think, Governor Abbott and others, to say, you need to do this, but we don't actually have another solution to the problem. So the Biden administration, the DOJ, and others, um, Home Department of Homeland Security, et cetera, need to come up with a solution or a way out, an alternative for Governor Abbott, if not, He's going to continue with the barbed wire emplacements, and uh, this this thing is going to maybe get to an unproductive place. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, Anna, you are shaking your hand. You know, while while Brandon was talking, like uh, you know, uh, I want your response to comments on Texas Governor, you know, Greg Abbott. Uh, you know, he obviously he's in, in a divine spirit. Uh, he wrote on the former Twitter.com, you know, said, you know, Texas will not back down from our, our efforts to secure the border in Biden's absence. Uh, he retweeted a, a video showing more than 10 National Guard soldiers setting up more wire in the rain. Uh, so what do you make of his action? Is he following the, the, the court order or he's saying no to the court order? Is there any consequence to this? Well, he's absolutely saying no. He's being defiant. He's being joined uh, by a total of 26 states, including Texas, who have said that uh, what the federal they do not agree with the federal government. But you know, in, in the U.S., you have the law, and you have politics. And what I hear from my two colleagues is talking about politics. Uh, the idea that um, you know it, the Supreme Court is supposed to come up with some sort of solution—that's wrong. Solutions are come up with legislatively. And here's the irony. Donald Trump appointed three judges who are what are called strict constructionists. That means that they look at the letter of the Constitution. They are completely against reading in uh, current circumstances. 
All right. This was not an issue when the founding fathers were writing the Constitution. All right. It's an unknown instance. And yet these three justices, joined by a couple of others, are going to almost always say that, look, uh, we favor this idea that we just read the Constitution as if it was the Bible. So, you know, at this point, uh, it's ironic uh, that both my colleagues failed to mention that even those they don't like Sleepy Joe, he is trying to get something through uh, a bill, a bipartisan bill, through the Senate and Congress, and Donald Trump is opposed to it. So it won't go through. And you have Republican senators who are crying foul. They say, we have a problem. It's our duty as legislators to come up with a solution. They're trying to, but politics is in the way. That's what I'm saying. Be very careful. Separate your feelings, that's politics, from the law, which is the only thing that binds us together. So those people who say that we can ignore it, be careful of them. Uh, well, Joanna, of course, I mean, if there's a law, you follow the law. Um, you know, if you look at the, uh, the composition of the Supreme Court, you actually have a more conservative justice, so-called, so right? And now the ruling, uh, you know, in general, um, you, you would expect the Republicans would, uh, would accept and follow. Uh, but uh, obviously, it's not the case now. And why... Well, Supreme Court... Yeah, go ahead. Why? Because right now our Supreme Court is being weaponized and is being politicized. And unfortunately, that is a very unfortunate for American democracy. American democracy is right now in jeopardy. People abuse democracy, especially the Biden administration, is utterly ignoring American people's interest. This bipartisan so-called deal, border deal, was codified. Uh, a quota of 5,000 per day, that is absolutely wrong. It's never going to be approved. Just like Donald Trump said, bad deal is no good, we'd rather have no deal. Because that will legalize this 5,000 people, illegal person entering U.S. Imagine 4,099, you still have an open border. And only when you reach 5,000, you will close it. That means it allows a vast amount of illegal immigrants entering with the legal protection. This is the trick of this deal, so do not sign it. And our colleagues keep telling me, I have to separate emotion. I'm not talking about emotion. We're talking very calmly about facts. The facts is our Supreme Court system is weaponized, is politicized. We are still hopeful that they are going to do the right thing. However, we are also talking about constitution. Our founding father did not expect their own government will fail not protecting their own people. They did not think that this could be a possibility. This is unprecedented, unprecedented uh, a disaster that the Americans are experiencing. Corruption in in the highest level right now. Biden administration has to go. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, uh, Brandon, obviously this is, um, you know, I, I know this is very controversial, you know, the very divisive issue here about, um, you know, how to deal with this border uh, security or border or immigration issue. Um, then, you know, uh, do you think this power wrangling, you know, is it between the federal government and the states or is it between Republicans and Democrats here? Yeah, I actually think this decision by the Supreme Court 
really wasn't political at all to their credit. You can certainly question uh, some other decisions that have been made recently, but this one, I, I do agree with the other guests, was, was pretty straight down the middle when it comes to uh, taking a, a traditional view of the Constitution. But in terms of Republicans versus Democrats, you have to be careful here as Republicans because if you continue to resist actually moving a bill forward, even putting something on the Senate floor to have the open debate and allow the public to weigh in, it reinforces the narrative that Republicans aren't interested in governing, that Republicans are a great opposition party, but they aren't a great party once they're in power. They're not willing to make the sometimes tough decisions politically or otherwise that are needed to move the country forward. It's saying, you know, Republicans, uh, Donald Trump has signs and banners saying country first, but when it comes time to actually put country first and make a compromise, which they're getting the better end of, as Biden and other Democrats have said, when it comes down to make a compromise for the, for the border um, to improve the situation that everyone agrees is in a productive place, Republicans are resisting. And if you can't get a deal done from the Republican side with these um, atmospherics in this context, when you have all of this pressure on Democrats, when you have Dems and, and Biden polling far behind Republicans when it comes to the handling of the border, when you have Americans saying the border immigration is the top issue even above inflation in the economy and some of the latest polls, when can you get something done? And so I think Republicans have to be very, very careful here uh, because it can reinforce this narrative that they're not actually interested in getting something done. Then, uh, Brandon, what are the reasons, you know, for the Republicans uh, not to accept or to help approve this uh, the bill which is in the making in the Congress? Yeah, well, Donald Trump has said several times uh, that he wants this issue to continue to be discussed and debated, that he potentially wants the American people to blame Joe Biden. Well, I have news for you, Donald Trump. The American people have been blaming Joe Biden and Democrats for issues at the border uh, since last year. If you look at polling, even going back to late uh, summer, early fall last year, and Americans were asked, who do you have more confidence in when it comes to the border, Republicans or Democrats? Americans chose uh, Republicans by 50% and Democrats by 20%. That's a 30% difference, and that's before the recent headlines, and that's before some of the more recent polling. So President Biden and Democrats are already getting blamed for what's happening at the border. Uh, Donald Trump's um, push against the bill is one area of resistance. Um, other areas of re resistance are, yes, the numbers, as the other guests mentioned, um, some Republicans don't want to see any in any immigration um, happening because of uh, where we're at from from an economic standpoint. Uh, and then others have uh, broader concerns with Customs and Border Patrol, and more broadly, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas um, is going to be. Um, impeached here uh, very soon. Uh, a lot of people would say that's a political step forward and, and that is, it doesn't actually have a, a chance of happening, but those are some of the areas of resistance from Republicans. But again, ultimately, they, this is a real missed opportunity if, if they don't move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Anna, you know, if you look at this, uh, this debate, this dispute, you know, almost all of the Republican governors, you know, have signed a statement backing Abbott, the Texas governor. 
uh, to show their solidarity um, uh, to protect the so-called Texas sovereignty here. Uh, is that, uh, you know, how, how far will that issue develop? How far Texas will go uh, to confront the federal government? Now, you know, we have this, of course, the court ruling here. Yeah, well, that's that's the, uh, the, the the law is clearly, you know, it's clear. Uh, you can have um, governors, attorney generals uh, saying that they don't agree with it, but that is not uh, a situation where they can take matters into their own hands. Otherwise, you know, you'd have complete chaos with every level deciding what they want to do. And if there's an appeal, they'll say, well, we're going to ignore it. Uh, the whole system of government is, ba uh, is based on this idea that, you know, you accept, even if you don't agree, you accept the final ruling. Now, in terms of politics, Joe Biden has, has missed an opportunity politically. I mean, the U.S. has uh, consistently been willing to, you know, basically abrogate treaties, you know, throw them away. I mean, they did that with the JCPOA. They've done it a number of times. I'm surprised that he hasn't said that he's going to withdraw uh, from the refugee uh, and uh, <coughs> What do you call it? The Treaty. International At Convention, the probably, yeah, on, yeah. on refugees? The International yeah. Convention on Refugees. Uh, he could say we're withdrawing, we're declaring a state of emergency, and uh, we are not letting anybody in who is not legal. Uh, he's not done that. It's not clear why. I mean, Brandon has put forward a very compelling case as to why he should be doing this, at least for his own political purposes, if not in abeyance of you know, trying to promote an international order or the rule of law. Uh, generally in the US, politics always takes precedence uh, over everything. And uh, so uh, you know, uh, we'll see what he does. Uh, so, uh, Brandon, obviously, I mean, this is election year. I mean, immigration is issue or is one of the issues uh, the two parties are fighting for. Um, do you see this divisiveness is becoming increasingly uh, an issue between the two two sides? You know, Republican. Uh, of course, you have Donald Trump on the other side. You have a Biden, uh, the Biden, the President Biden there. Yeah, it's an incredibly significant issue, and as I already mentioned. It is now the top issue for Americans when it comes to thinking about a decision on who to vote for president in 2024. It is immigration, inflation, and then economy, and then really everything else after mm -hmm. that. Um, president Biden has a window between now and the State of the Union address, which will happen in a few weeks, to get something done so that he can go to that State of the Union address, the opportunity where he'll have the perhaps the biggest captive audience um, outside of the Democratic National Convention um, this summer to really talk to Americans um, about what his vision is, what he's done, and what he plans to deliver in a second term. He has a window here to get something done, and if he doesn't, if he gets to that State of the Union address and there's still no progress when it comes to immigration, there's still no progress when it comes to border security, there's still no progress when it comes to these concerns, and they're now the top concerns for Americans, um, he certainly opens himself up to um, even more political vulnerability than he's had in the past. And another thing to think about here is when you look at the Latinx and Hispanic community in the United States, a lot of them are saying, hey, we're doing this the right way, um, we've emigrated, we are paying taxes, they're actually one of the most significant um, groups of entrepreneurs in the country, um, so they're small business owners, 
Um, they are self-employed perhaps, um, they have side hustles, maybe they own a micro business. Um, these small business voters are going to have a huge impact on the 2024 election up and down the ballot. And when it comes to immigration, um, a lot of them are saying, you know, maybe if Democrats can't fix this issue that is near and dear to my heart, I should either stay home because I'm not motivated or maybe I'll look at the Republican Party and Donald Trump has actually been making gains with, with the Latinx and Hispanic community. So there's a lot of political risk there in addition to it uh, being the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Brendan, you know, obviously, I mean, this is an issue for the public, uh, for the American public, you know, immigration issue or illegal immigration issue here. But then do you think the Republicans and the Democrats see the, the challenge as the same? You know, Joanna earlier mentioned about that they tend to see the Ill illegal immigrants in their term as, you know, more cr like a criminals, you know, uh, for drugs, for, for, uh, for human trafficking, for example. Do you think the Democrats also see that issue in that light? Yeah, well, here, to, to take a step back, America's a special place. A lot of people want to be here and Americans, no matter if they immigrated themselves or if their ancestors immigrated, which everyone did unless you're part of the Native American population, um, realize how special America is and they wanna protect it. And so I think that's where the impetus generally comes from, whether it's Republicans or Democrats. But when we talk about um, border security specifically, when you talk about uh, protection, when you talk about law and order, Democrats, especially over the past couple of years, have started to get closer to some of the language that Republicans have historically used, especially as we think about fentanyl and the drug crisis, as we think about some of these issues that are really affecting Americans across the country that can be directly linked to, directly traced back to that border perhaps not being as secure as it's supposed to be. And so from a, a language standpoint, uh, is there a difference in the way Republicans and Democrats talk about the border? Sure, but I think it's come a lot closer mm -hmm. outside of the xenophobic language that Donald Trump and others have used in the past. I think when you talk about just security and the need to secure the border, the need to stop the inflow of drugs, et cetera, um, Republicans and Democrats are a lot closer uh, than they have been in, in the past, at, at okay. least in, in, in terms of the public statements being made. All right, we have Joanna. Uh, Joanna, you know, earlier, the, uh, Brandon mentioned about that if the Republicans refuse to cooperate and pass the bill in the Congress, then there's a danger, you know, in terms of the, the upcoming presidential election that could be, uh, you know, some damage to uh, Trump. Uh, to his chance of being, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, or to win this, you know, uh, if he was, uh, of course, selected as uh, to represent the Republicans. Uh, and also at the same time we do hear, uh, he's a former immigration advisor, Stephen Miller, told the New York Times, you know, there's a much harsher version of Trump's uh, plan to deal with the immigration issue. Uh, what, what is the consideration? Consideration is Donald Trump did fantastically with immigration securing the border. When he was in, in the office, our border was very secure. The projection of my colleagues here is not exactly very sounding. Well, thank you, Joanna. With that, we come to the end of today's show. Thank you for being with us. I'm Xu Qinduo. See you next time.